Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is our 13th show of 2020. And so far this year, the key response has been absolutely tremendous. I appreciate your support. So please keep listening and tell all your friends. Now, my name is Frank Zakari, and you are listening to Life Altering Events on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, since we started this show six months ago, people often ask me, Frank, what exactly is a life altering event? And this is what I tell them. It is something that we either choose or something that is thrust upon us that dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. What life-altering events present us with are opportunities to seize the moment and make a difference in our life and in the lives of our loved ones. There are, it's a, a life-altering event is, a, is something where we have a choice. Now, we can choose to fall apart or we can choose to find the courage pick up the pieces, deal with our grief, and start moving forward toward better times and better people. Please always remember this. It is never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. As you listen to this show in the coming weeks and months, and I hope years, I urge you to to think about participating in an upcoming event. If you have a life-altering event that could inspire others, visit the life-altering event page on voiceamerica.com, click on email the host, and tell me about this event that so drastically altered your life. How did you address it, the impact that it had on your life, and where you are now? We'll review it for content, and if it fits well into the program, we'll contact you about using it in a future broadcast. Now, we have over 24,000 listeners in 18 countries. So let me help you share your story with the world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today, Life Altering Event are young people saving the planet, saving the earth. Now, I talk to a number of young people, students, college students, etc. And the one thing that I love about talking to them is they see we're living in a divided world and they don't like it and they plan to do something about it to make the world a better, more humane place. But how are they going to do it? And who's going to do it? Who has the skill and the drive and the opportunity? Some people are blessed with the skills, the drive and the opportunity to have a positive impact in many different ways. For example, My next guest, Olivia Russo-Hood, who's also my cousin, is one of those people. Now, she's an accomplished photographer whose work changes the perception of everyday life. Now, what she sees and what she brings to life is the beauty and the detail that most of us miss. Her live-action shots of youth soccer will someday grace the cover of Sports Illustrated and ESPN, the magazine. But photography is not her only world-class skill. She's also an accomplished musician, 
and she plays five, five instruments, including piano, viola, guitar, electric bass, and ukulele. She has performed at events throughout Florida in the southeast, which is where she lives. In addition, Olivia is the youngest certified John Maxwell team speaker, coach, and trainer in the world. She's also one of the youngest leaders in the world to serve on the President's Advisory Council for Youth Programs, where she provides leadership on planning, development, and implementation of youth programming for the John Marshall team, or John Maxwell team. I'm sorry, Mr. Maxwell. Last March, she was awarded the 2019 John Maxwell Team Culture Award. Each year, this award is given to one deserving individual. And if that's not enough, there's still more. Among her many honors, she includes the Presidential Spirit of Community Award, a letter from President Obama thanking her for her dedicated community service, being an honoree for the Gloria Barron Prize for Young Heroes, and too many others to list. She just became the second place recipient of the International Young Eco Heroes Award and received the Visionary Award as the only child honored for this for this year uh, with, the, with the Warwick Dunn Charities Beauty of Business and Giving Community Angels Award. Now, this is just, this is amazing stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Now, with all of her extra spare time, she is also the founder of an award-winning nonprofit organization, which she calls Save the Earth Projects, or STEP, S-T-E-P. She has personally won over 20 awards, including international-leveled honors. Now, think about all I just said, ladies and gentlemen. Think about how long it would take us, you and I, to accomplish even half of those things. Now, most of us couldn't do what Olivia has done in two lifetimes. Now, get ready for this. She's just 18 years old. Olivia, welcome to Life Altering Events. We're excited to have you here tonight. It's an honor to be here. So where does one begin here? Tell the listeners what led you to start the Save the Earth project. Uh, you were eight years old. Tell us what happened when you were eight. It started initially in 2010. At the time, I lived in Austell, Georgia, which is about a couple of minutes away from Atlanta, Georgia which many people know for headquarters of CNN, Coca-Cola, and many other famous corporations. Um, It was during September. Essentially what had happened was there was flooding happening up north. There wasn't any rain happening within our area at the time, so no one really expected anything. And it was around the afternoon time that... My brother and I were still in school. My father came to pick us up. And it was quite strange because then it started to rain a little bit and there was water probably to my ankles at the time, which I wasn't very tall given I was only eight. So I didn't really think much of it. But later in the day, we came to realize that there would be massive floods within my city. And over 20 feet of water ended up washing away my house and my community, my school, and all of these materialistic things that I thought were so important. The reason I said it washed away my house and not my home is because during 
this time I realized what home really is. Home, to me, and to many others, is the gathering of people that you love, no matter where you are. And so, when the water was finally going down, which is about, I believe, two to three days later, we noticed a lot of things. One being, we didn't have a place to live at the time. And another was, there were a lot of people, after the damage had been done, that wanted to help my family. And at first, it was very strange, because it was some people that I've never met before, but they've made such a lasting impact on my life. People like Samaritan's Purse, Red Cross, and other amazing organizations came to my family's aid. And it was inspiring in a way because I never knew that there were so many people who cared but have never met me. There's genuine people with beautiful hearts that were meant to give. And this inspired me to not only help people within my community then, but want to help people in my local and global community. And so we lived in multiple places between hotels, grandparents' houses, apartments, and we eventually went to Florida for the summertime. And we were only planning to stay for the summertime. Um, eventually, later down the road, we learned that FEMA would only give us $66 to rebuild our life, and that was very difficult for us. Repeat that, and Olivia. $66? $66. And the funny thing is, there were neighbors of ours who were just on the other side of a borderline that we didn't even know about initially. They got maybe a couple of thousand dollars, and they didn't have a family of four like my family does. They probably had maybe a couple of people, maybe some people did have larger families, but we were on the borderline and we only received $66 because FEMA said that they had ran out of money. And like I was saying before, we ended up in Florida just initially, we thought, for the summertime. And I remember I was staying with my grandmother, my mom's mom, and I was thinking, well, how can I possibly give back if I have nothing to give? And then suddenly, I feel like it was a strike of faith, really, where I thought, I don't really need to have something physical to be able to give back. And by that I mean, if I have a good heart, good stewarding heart, and I'm willing to go out into my community and at least volunteer for something, then I feel like I'm possibly making a difference to avoid situations like my family was in. And I was, I remember like reminiscing through all these feelings and I eventually told my mom how I was feeling and I, I wasn't really sure how to go about it, but I thought maybe I could just start a club or something. And I, I will always remember my mom told me that whatever I do, I have to make it from my heart, and it has to be from me. Because if my mom were to make the organization or make up anything remotely close to that, it would be hers. And she said that the passion that I have, I have to pursue myself. At the time, I was in fifth grade, so I remember going back to my room so excited. I was 
full of so much passion and drive, and I was thinking, well, I know what I want to do. I know who I want to help, but I don't really know how I'm going to help yet. And it came to me. My initial goal is to get people involved in the local and global community. So the simplest thing I can think of was Save the Earth Projects. At the time, I was learning about acronyms. So on a piece of notebook paper, I wrote S-T-E-P. I didn't write Save the Earth Projects anywhere on the page. It just had the word step on it. And I was so excited, I grabbed the paper, and I ran back to wherever my mom was, and I said, Mom, look what I have. And she said, that's something. What, what is this? <laughs> and I told her, Mom, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to change the world. This is going to be my organization, Save the Earth Project. And from there, it's just been a crazy whirlwind of things that have affected my life, and been amazing just to see how something that was so small has taken off and affected so many people in different ways. Now, Olivia, when, when you went to your mother and your grandmother, who I know very well, what was the advice they gave you other than have it come from your heart? What else did they tell you? Honestly, they just said that I have to make it the best way I know how and just don't Follow what other people were doing. Follow what you believe is right. And be determined. And definitely something that I've come across with multiple times is they wanted me to stand my ground. Multiple times throughout my career, you can say, there's been people who haven't really thought of me as a leader because I was so young. And they didn't encourage me. But I know I knew I had two very strong women that were backing me up the entire time. And that's what was the important thing, is that I had people who did believe in me, so the people who didn't didn't necessarily affect me as bad as they thought they may. So as you started this idea, what was the, what was the first thing you decided to try to do? <laughs> this is always my favorite part of my story. So the first project you can say that we did with the Save the Earth Project was Leave a Good Footprint. Leave a Good Footprint is a gently used shoe drive. Gently used shoes basically mean probably the shoes that you're wearing on your feet. They've been worn maybe a couple of times. There's no major damage to them, holes or broken strings or anything, but they're wearable for someone else again. And the way that we started Leave a Good Footprint is another fascinating story. I'm a person who doesn't necessarily believe in coincidence. I believe everything is meant to happen for a reason. And coincidentally, quotations over that, <laughs> my mother's friend at the time called her. And it was a week after I showed my mom my idea for Save the Earth Projects. And my mom's friend said, hey, Denise, I know this person who has an organization who collects shoes, and I know that you're really into the volunteering thing. Uh, I'm not really sure what I can do, but maybe you can lead her in the right direction. And at first, my mom was just going to nudge it aside, and she's going to say, well, I don't really know. But she ended up talking to this other person, this lady, and... My mom got on the phone with her, 
and they talked for a while, and my mom ended up saying, I personally cannot help you. I'm not really sure what I can do, but my daughter, on the other hand, owns her own organization. Keep in mind, I wasn't an official nonprofit yet. I had only a piece of paper, and I was 10 years old, <laughs> 10 years old with a piece of paper, and, and that's idea. all I had. <laughs> Olivia, hold that thought right there. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and pick up this story in, in two minutes. Stay okay. with us, ladies and gentlemen. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Sakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We just finished the first segment with Olivia Russo-Hood. Now, if you missed the first segment, ladies and gentlemen, Olivia is now 18 years old, and she started a nonprofit at the age of eight after her house and her community that she lived in in Georgia was wiped out in a flood, and she decided something has to be done to help people. An eight-year-old, she wrote down and said, this is what I'm going to do. Now, she started, we were just getting into the first project that she did, which is called Leave a Good Footprint. And she was just explaining to us 
how all that came about. So, Olivia, please continue. Like I was saying before, I had just written out on a piece of paper, S-E-P. I showed my mom, uh, and she got a call from her friend, and she called another lady who ended up having a gently used shoe drive. And my mom directed her initially to me, but the meeting process had to be specially arranged. My mom said to the woman, if you would like to speak to my daughter, you have to do it over a video call. And the woman said, okay, I accept I that. And I will never forget that day. I had just came home from school. I sat at my mom's work computer. <laughs> I had just gotten ready, and I was super excited. I prepared a slideshow of everything that I wanted to do, what I had been passionate about, and I was just ready to go. And as soon as the woman joined the Skype call, it was a very shocked face. Initially, she was super excited and smiling, and then suddenly you see that her face slowly diminishes. And I think that she thought that she was being pranked. And she said, uh, is your sister going to come on? And I said, actually, my name is Olivia. She said, oh, oh. and it took a little while for her to catch along to what I was trying to say but at the end of the video call we were both in tears because we had finally both found the other person that we were looking for this entire time just someone who is passionate about the environment about the people on the earth and about how we can all make a difference and I was partners with this one company for the past, I'd say, seven years. And over that span of time, we've collected over 55,000 pairs of shoes. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. You're putting together a charity drive, and someone tells you, we have someone who knows what they, who can help you. And you do a Skype call, and you look at, at the screen, and you see a 10-year-old girl. You can imagine the woman's shock, but as I said in the beginning, the young people are looking at the world, and they are going to make a difference, and people like Olivia are saying, it doesn't matter how old I am. What it matters is, is where my heart is, and what I'm willing to do, and what I can do. So as you put this together, you've, you're over 55,000 shoes you've, rate, you've uh, had so far, is that correct? Yes, sir. And I read something that you had you uh, had posted that over a hundred thousand children pass away from infections due to cuts on their feet. Is that true? Yes, and that's globally. A hundred thousand kids annually are dying just because they don't have proper footwear. And to me, that's crazy because it's kids my age, kids that are younger than me, that need to do things outdoors, like possibly help their family with work or just be able to go to school. There's actually many places where if you don't have a pair of shoes, you're not allowed to attend school even. So think of people being restricted of education just because they can't afford something that we see as a necessity. And who would think that we just don't think about that, not having shoes. Now, if you're, I read you have raised something in the neighborhood of 18 tons. Is that true? 18 tons of shoes? Approximately 18 tons. Wow. 
And then the money that you raise, explain how that's distributed, because this is impressive, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. So the way that we were able to do it is through my past partner, and we worked with charities such as the YMCA, local schools, uh, Pearls, which is an all-girls group dedicated to teaching girls about local responsibility and things of that nature, and just organizations in my local area, but there's also been global outreaches that we've been able to do with different organizations as well. And all this money goes to whoever it is, your charity that you're working with. Is that true? Yes, sir. 100% of the profit goes to the charities because at a young age, I decided that I'm just a kid right now and I don't need the money. Honestly, there's a whole lot of other people that would be able to use it better than I could. And so why not give it to organizations who are able to help expand a child's knowledge or just help them learn about the basic needs of the world? Now, folks, when you, when you are looking for a charity to work with and you see all these fees and administrative costs, I want you to think about Olivia. 100% of the money raised and the profit go directly to whatever the source is. This is the kind of nonprofit, this is the kind of organization you want to support. Now, Olivia, one of the things I understand is you've secured some sponsorships for some very powerful companies. Now, how did you contact them and how did they become aware of what you were doing? So the two companies are Souls for Souls and Zappos. And it's kind of funny because we've been trying to contact them for years. And I've always wanted to work with organizations who are passionate about their people, not just people who say, oh, we love helping the environment, but don't physically show it. And I feel personally that Souls for Souls and Zappos are the kind of people that are willing to go out in the community and show how they can make a difference. Now, did they approach you? We approached them, and we searched all over the Internet, and they were able to read my story because I sent it to them. And it took a while for them to respond, but when they finally did, I was able to talk to a representative there, and we hit it off immediately. And just to see how some of the people who work for the nonprofit are like-minded like me, it just struck a chord in my heart just to see how like-minded and passionate we all can be about something so broad but specific at the same time. So, Olivia, where did this confidence and this poise come from when you were 10, 11, 12 years old? Where did you you learn this? (laughs) I'm looking at my mom across from me right now. I can definitely say 100% that having strong, powerful female leaders in my life, one being my nana, my grandmother, um... My Gigi, my other grandmother, my mom, uh, just having strong women to look up to in my life. Because not necessarily every person on TV isn't necessarily the greatest role model, but to have people I'm related to that I know well to have such an impact on other people, it's amazing. I mean, you know my mom's mom very well, and she's always been a kind strong-willed person 
And I feel like that's where I got my poise from. My dad's mom, she's very strong-hearted and she's passionate for everything that she does. She, she's probably one of the scariest, but also the most loving person I know. And she's where I get my drive and my passion from. And then my mom, she is a very amazing and graceful speaker. And I think that's where I get my overall confidence from. And it's not just because I see them as family members, but it's because I see them as strong female leaders who are making a difference within the family and within other people's lives. And now I feel like young girls are able to look up to people like Yara Shahidi or Michelle Obama and other great, impactful women. And I think Greta Thunberg, I forgot about her. She's an amazing climate activist, climate change activist. And to think now there's this whole generation of women who are willing to step up and make the difference, I think that's where I'm getting it from, but it's also where other kids are going to be starting to get it from. So those of you in the audience who are parents or grandparents, the impact that you can have on your child or your grandchildren's life is, is, is incomprehensible. You've just heard Olivia talk about her mother, her grandmother, her other grandmother. When, when we, the, the adults, the parents and grandparents, take the lead and believe in our children and show them that we all say, yes, you can be anything you want to be, but what are we doing to help them get there? How are we encouraging them to get there? So kudos to your mom and to your two grandparents, grandmothers who uh, have, have been so inspirational in, in working with you. Now, Olivia, I understand you've started yet another project when, uh, in, in STEP. And I think it was called Step Up to the Plate. Okay. Tell the listeners what this is about in addition to your shoe program that you have. What's this one do? Step Up to the Plate is a lot of fun. My brother is the one who actually helped me create it. And essentially what we do is we teach kids mainly about uh, eating locally, about eating healthily, being responsible in the community as far as how you can assist with community gardens, how you can start your own garden, and things of that nature. And it's because today, especially in America, there's just so many processed I mean, it's hard to get away from things that have corn syrup in it, even, to think that, like, maybe over 70% of our food may have some kind of processed chemical in it is mind-boggling. But by teaching kids how to resource things for themselves, I feel like that's just a step in the right direction as far as making the right choices as far as eating. Now, is it just an education? Are you showing them how to do gardens and, and to grow food also? It is mostly about teaching, but it's also interactive in a sense. Currently at Advent Health, we are helping plant a community garden behind the hospital. And what we are able to do with this garden is not only gain crops from it and be able to eat it, but it's also used as a therapeutic device for the patient because there's been studies that show that gardening as well as other things have been able to 
soothe patients in a way that's really shocking and inspiring. It gives the patients um, some, something to do. It gives them something meaningful and a reason when you're sick to get up and go do something. And, and they're making a contribution. Yes, it's a contribution to not only their mental health, but also their physical health because they're getting things that are organic, that are resourced literally in their backyard. And that's essentially why we wanted to teach kids how they can start their own gardens. That way, even if they have something small like an herb garden, that was actually one of the first things that my family started to do is we have little places where we have rosemary growing, thyme, basil, things of that nature. But it was actually a full garden that we started with that launched this idea for a project because when I was younger and even a little bit now, (laughs) I've been a very picky eater and it was hard for me to find things that I liked just because I had sort of a fear of what I was eating and how it would affect me. I didn't know if it would taste funny or anything like that, but through this idea of maybe growing a garden, I would be more comfortable And one of the first things we grew in the garden was kale. And I remember watering it, making sure that the dirt was okay and things like that. And it was genuinely fun for me to just get up every day and my mom would be like, oh, hey, did you water the plants? And then we'd have to go outside and we'd tend for it. And then one day the harvest came and my mom uprooted the kale and she made made kale chips. And, like, my first thought was, hmm. I don't really know, but once I realized, but I grew this, I literally knew where it came from because I just saw it a second ago in the garden. I was more comfortable with eating it. And to me, I feel like they taste just as good as potato chips even, but they're so much healthier as far as nutrients and vitamins that you get from eating it. And it's small changes like that that have made the whole project inspiring for me as well as kids within our community. Now, how are you expanding this in, in, here in the Orlando area, Orlando, Florida, is that right? Yes. How are you expanding the program? Are you going to different schools? Are you going to other organizations to, uh, to tell them about the, 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 the gardening and, and, and uh, showing them how to set these up? Yes, we have been invited to multiple schools across the state. We've also been able to go to Advent Health, like I said earlier. Um, we've been able to type, oops, excuse me. We've been able to teach kids at local YMCA's and places like that. But Vincent, who's my brother, he has his own Instagram page called Kid B Food, and he's able to show people all of the food that he's able to try. Some of it is organic. Some of it is showing people what the gardens look like. And it's just his little adventures of how he's able to find food all over the world, essentially. That's that, That's truly amazing stuff that you're doing. We're up against another break. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go away. We're with Olivia Russo Hood, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the other awards she's won and some of the other places that she has been. Don't go away. This next segment's going to be the best yet.
Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Frank Sicari has written five books spanning a range of life altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Well, back, ladies and gentlemen, we have had a just a, a tremendous conversation here with 18-year-old Olivia Russo-Hood, who is changing the world, starting at eight years old. I'm going to repeat that. Starting at eight years old, she saw a need to help and had the heart to help and to give, and with the help of her mother and her two grandmothers, has put together an award-winning nonprofit organization. They have multiple programs underway, Leave a Good Footprint, which she's already explained, and the new ones step up to the plate, helping children, helping organizations learn how to grow environmentally safe food and ecologically safe food. Now, Olivia, you have gotten a whole myriad of, of, of awards for someone so young. Um, you were the youngest John Maxwell certified trainer. You were nominated, awarded, and honored in an opening ceremony in March of 2019 of the International Maxwell Certification in Orlando, Florida. All right. And, ladies and gentlemen, this 18-year-old, at that time 17-year-old, spoke in front of 3,000 people. Run through that with us, Olivia. What was the emotion, first off, getting the award, and then what was it like 
to go on stage and talk in front of 3,000 people? When my name splashed up on the screen that I had won the award, my whole body went into shock. I, I literally had to ask the person next to me, is, my, is, that, is that me? Am I her? And I was about to cry just to be recognized for something globally of that magnitude. It really hit me hard, and it, I didn't really comprehend what was happening until I finally got onto stage, and I looked out on everyone, and I realized that Save the Earth Projects as a whole is bigger than me and bigger than ever, anything that I could have perceived, really. And I wasn't able to say much on stage other than a couple of thank yous and things of that nature. But after I had gotten off stage, I had to talk to almost every single person in the room and basically say thank you so much. I appreciate the honor and things like that. But being able to look out at my peers and see everyone in that room make a difference or at least be exposed to be making a difference, that's what made my life, really. And I didn't create Save the Earth Projects for money or fame or awards. I created it because I wanted to see a change. And although I love and I respect every single honor and award that I've gotten, I hope that this exposure would lead to more than just me being awarded with things. The thing that I would love to be awarded with is with change and to see people's hearts change as far as respecting the environment and respecting humans together as a whole. And like I said before, I love every single recognition, honor, and award that I've received, but my main goal isn't that. That's not what I'm chasing after. I feel like personally, by me chasing something that's inspiring, that's what's inspiring other people. For people to hear my story like people are listening now, that's what's inspiring and that's what my motivation is, is to be able to tell people my story and for them to run and create their own. All great movements regarding, you can name hundreds of them, the civil rights movement, the women's movement, the you name it, it's a bottom-up approach. It's not a top-down approach. It's people like Olivia who are saying, you know, we can do better. There's better ways to do this. And I'm going to go out, and I'm not just going to talk about it, and I'm not just going to write just right on social media and complain. I'm going to go out and actually do something about it. And that's what she's doing, ladies and gentlemen. Olivia, now let's go back to this 3,000 people in front of So your name flashes up on the screen, and you get up and speak. This is a completely impromptu speech you're giving, correct? Now, ladies and gentlemen, think of this. You're 17 years old, you're at an event, you have no idea you're going to win an award, and now you're expected to go on stage and talk. Tell us about that a little more. How, what, was the, what did you say? Honestly, I feel like personally I've been able to speak to many people multiple times, and when I looked out on everyone, I didn't really think of who I was looking at. I was thinking about who I've spoken to before and how how everything I've said 
has led up to that very moment. And that's what was impactful to me was to think I've impacted more than 3,000 people at the time. I've impacted thousands of people, thousands of kids. And to think that I finally made it to a point in my life where I realized everything I'm doing isn't just for me. I work and I live to serve others. I feel like that's what my true passion is to give to others. And in my speech, I was saying thank you to everyone in the organization, but I ended with my mission statement. And it is living responsibly locally, raising awareness nationally, and giving globally. Together we can make a big difference one step at a time. That's amazing. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Olivia's 18 years old and she's doing this. So when you hear people say that the youth feel entitled, the youth don't care, that's nonsense. There are people like Olivia who are making an impact. Now, your work and dedication to Save the Earth earned you the Power of Children's Award at the Children's Museum in Indianapolis. Is that right? Yes. Now, I understand, I read this, that 72 people have been honored to date, and you were one of six that were awarded in 2018, and you're featured in an ex... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that is true. (laughs) That is true. And you were featured in an exhibit along with Ruby Bridges, Ryan White, and Anne Frank. All right, tell us about that experience. That was honestly a dream. They were able to fly me and my family out to Indianapolis for, I believe, three days. And the first day when they... When we got there, they said, feel free to explore the museum. And the museum, I believe, is like four floors. It is huge and magnificent. And the attention to detail that they have with each exhibit, everything is catered to kids, which I love immensely. There were things like pop culture and music. There was a dinosaur section. And then there was, of course, the section that had the impact that children had on the world at the time. You said Anne Frank, Ruby Bridges, Ryan White. Uh, They just recently added Malala as well. And come to think of it, it was just an awe-inspiring experience because it's the world's largest children's museum. And to think that I am now a part of it, the second day was the ceremony. And... (laughs) It's kind of funny because on my birthday, on my 18th birthday, or my 17th birthday, they flew out a videographer and he was essentially able to capture my life within a day. And of course, there were little interviews here and there, but I was able to go to my school, to the YMCA, where I started Leave a Good Footprint, and to all of these important places in my life, and we were able to show that video at the banquet the second day of our visit, and thinking back at it now, I was one of six 
other girls who won this award. And I was brought to tears the entire time because, again, this was another experience where I realized Save the Earth Projects is way bigger than me. It's just amazing to think that I have been recognized for something so important to me. And I wasn't able to get up and make a big speech on stage, but I was able to sit with these other impactful leaders, and I was able to look out and see other children that we have impacted. And it was the end of the second day into the third day, we were able to hang up our pictures on the wall. And the wall that they have for the people who have won the Power of Children Award is in the shape of a tree. And our pictures are on leaves, and they're essentially the branches of the tree. And to think of it, in my mind, I see it as the tree of life, because all of these people are giving life into other children, into the other adults, into their communities, and making such a big impact to have longer, healthier lives of human beings in general, to have better lives as human beings. And that is in my mind today, I still feel like it was a dream just because of all the things I was able to witness and be a part of and just hear other people's stories as well. I've, I'm constantly being inspired by other people's stories and their projects and how they've impacted the world in different ways. I, in my mind, I feel like it's just a dream. Olivia, you have inspired uh, so many people around the world, not just in the Orlando area. Um, Tell listeners, who inspires you? Who are the people that you look at and say, wow, I want to be that. I want to follow that that path. There are many people. Um, My family, all of my family inspires me. Uh, my friends around me that are supportive all of the time. One of my favorite female leaders, her name is Yara Shahidi. Um, she owns her own organization that encourages young people to vote. And to see her, what she has been able to go through in her lifetime, that is very inspiring. And it pushes me every day to try to reach more people and just to go farther along my own path. But the people that inspire me the most are our kids. And sometimes it's a little funny thing to say because people are like, really, kids? But being able to do speeches to kids who are like in the second or third grade, sometimes even younger, and just see the passion and the wonder in their eyes and to see how inspired they can get reminds me of when I was inspired and to know that there's going to be a lot more kids in the future, and to know that they're going to be tomorrow's leaders, that's what inspires me to keep going, is to make sure that tomorrow is going to be filled with leaders, not just followers. Now, we're just about out of time, ladies and gentlemen, but I I found a quote this morning as we were getting ready to uh, talk to Olivia, and I want to share it with you. It says, more experienced leaders can learn a lot from the younger generation and their expectation of adults in the world. 
these young people are stepping up as leaders today because they can see the state of the world they stand to inherit, and they feel called to grab the wheel themselves and steer humanity's course. Now, you've heard Olivia talk for almost an hour here on the things that she has done. And keep in mind, she's 18 years old. Now, we live in a divided world. It's a very divided world. And we're bombarded hourly by sad and disheartening news. And if we just listen to the news, sometimes everything just seems hopeless. But as long as we have young people like Olivia, things are going to get better and they're going to keep improving. Olivia, thank you so much for being on Life Altering Events. Thank you so much. Uh, real quick, if you would like to contact us through Save the Earth Projects, we definitely could use your shoes. Uh, there's a couple of places that you can, one being Facebook. So you would find us at facebook.com slash Save the Earth Project. We also have an Instagram, step.ig. But if you aren't really social media savvy, we also have an email. It's info at savetheearthprojects.com. And we also want you guys to know that Zappos, who's one of our partners now, is giving us free shipping. And the only thing that you would need is a box to have your shoes. It's outstanding. And I will make sure I get that posted also. We're just about out of time. As I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank Olivia for being here to tell us her life-altering event. Now, no matter what happens to you in life, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to remember three things. Look up, get up, and never, ever give up. If you've missed any of this show or you want to contact Olivia, send me a message and uh, at uh, uh, lifealteringevents.com uh, and uh, email the host. If you missed any of the show, you can hear it on demand on any number of locations, including our hat radio, Google, and Alexa. Let me leave you with this. None of us are in this alone. The secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Olivia showed you where a lot of those rocks are. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another life-altering event. Thank you for tuning into Life Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life changing week. The Good Cop.